When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Tatiana Z here at the 5th Annual Ameripolitan Awards with Whitney Rose. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. I know you've had a uh, busy schedule today, which included a fashion show. That's right. Yeah, that was that was something. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit different from uh, from singing on stage, I take it. But uh, you were wonderful. You were natural up on stage. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I was was definitely nervous as hell. So thank you. (laughs) What was your favorite outfit? Oh, geez, that's not fair. Okay. Um, what was like, what felt you most at home? What did you feel most at home? In? I'll tell you my four favorite outfits. Okay, four favorites. Um, so my four favorite outfits were wearing Manuel, which is obviously always an honor. Um, Bandit brand. Okay. Uh, that was very cool. And um, my vintage look was very cool. Mm. And also... Vinyl Ranch, uh, which is uh, a very, a pretty cool company. Yeah. So it's it very was, Ameripolitan. It was, yeah, it yeah. was, it was an honor to wear all those, all those yeah. people. You're always very fashionable in general, so I appreciated the idea of the fashion show. It was really fun to watch. I was excited about it too. You know, it's a, uh, it's um, it's such an important part, I think, of of putting on a show. You know, because. It's, it's show business, you know, um, and it, obviously it's not, it's not for everyone, you know, the, the whole fashion thing, but I think it, that it is a part of, a part of show business, you know, you're, you're going to work. And so it's true when you step on stage, I think you should look good. It's your look. It's your persona, who you totally. are. It completely yeah. makes a statement. You're absolutely right. And this genre too is definitely defined by a couple of those designers that we saw for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So you, Whitney, are almost always described as the Canadian-American Whitney Rose. So you were born in Canada. That's right. Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island. Okay. It's very cold there. I know it's chilly here in the United States right now, but it's very cold where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I was was talking to my Uber driver about this last night. Um, Because I was was telling them that, uh, yeah, I was born... uh, on Prince Edward Island in Canada, and he's like, well, why did you move? And I said, like, to escape this weather. <laughs> and then, uh, but apparently winters aren't perfect here either. But but this is certainly different from a Canadian winter, but I've never dealt with the cold well. It was never my thing. It's probably a big influence in the move to Austin, right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. 
So you have, uh, in your time from being born until now, you've uh, some amazing studio albums. Your fourth, entitled Rule 62, which is a huge success right now. Uh, tell me about the name, Rule 62. Where is that from? Well, it's a, it's a saying from Alcoholics Anonymous, and it means, it basically means don't take yourself too damn seriously. And uh, it's something that, as I've entered adulthood more, um, I've, always, I've always tried to keep that in the back of my mind because, you know, shit happens, but it's, it's all about how you deal with it, you know. And so uh, when I was writing the songs for, for this album, um, I had no idea what, like, what the album was going to be called. And then um, while I was in the studio recording the songs, uh, a member of my production team, he, he's a recovered alcoholic, and so quite often he would go for... Uh, go to meetings instead of like taking a lunch break or instead of taking a dinner break and um, he came back one day from from one of these meetings and and he was wearing a pin and it said rule 62 and for whatever reason it, it really piqued my interest and so I asked him about it and you know he told me the origin and then he told me like what it meant and it was don't take yourself too damn seriously and it just really resonated with me and I loved it because what what I was trying to do for a lot of the songs in Rule 62 was approach kind of shitty situations and put a lighthearted or comedic or whatever you will uh, kind of twist on it and so that it just it really resonated with me and I said well holy Frig, that's uh, that's gonna be the name of the album, and and like I decided it right at that moment, and uh, I don't think that he believed me until he saw the, you know, first draft of the album artwork or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's just really, I just knew it had to be that. That's really cool. The you never know what's gonna influence you to write a great title. It's a great title. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Love I the, wish I could the album like, take credit for actually making it up, but yeah. well, I, it, it's definitely uh, it's definitely thieved. You made the connection. Well, sometimes thieving is like you know a highest the highest form of flattery. You know, we do cover songs, and cover songs are sometimes uh, the best way we can honor those things that are meaningful to us. You did some great covers, well, actually. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And even like uh, you know, um, thieving it, mm -hmm. it can go further because even if it's not a cover song, even if it's a, a, a song that you've written, but you're, you know, stealing a story that you've heard somewhere. That's, that's also thieving. So I think that thieving is an important part of artistry because it, you know, it shows, it, not necessarily it shows, but you, it, uh, well, it shows that you appreciate a good story and um, you, yeah, uh, can tell it well yeah I guess. if you can retell it I think we all endorse plagiarism is what we're saying here pretty much I think yeah. so yeah <laughs> we're retelling a story plagiarism plagiarism we're retelling a, an age-old story in our own words and you did a great cover of let's see it was uh, the Ronettes Be My Baby on Heartbreaker of the Year right um and Ra I believe Raul Malo produced that album 
That's right. Yeah. Okay. So how did you how did you sort of uh, snag the attention of Raul Malo? You. Um, I think it was in 2014 that we got put on a bill together. Uh, I was opening up for the Mavericks, and I had been a fan of the Mavericks for a long time, but I'd never I'd never met any of them. Um, and so I, I was really excited about this date. And, you know, it wasn't even a full band performance for me. It was just me and, me and my guitar player. And so I was also just, like, really nervous. Um, but uh, we did this date, and, you know, I think I only played, like, six or seven songs or, or something like that. And, and then obviously watched the Mavericks performance and, and loved it. Um, but then afterwards, uh, they were they were different from like other you know big bands that I've I've opened for in the past because they they wanted to hang and they wanted to talk and Raul and I got to talking and uh, we loved all the same artists we loved all the same songs like a bunch of our favorite songs in history we had in common and and we just started playing them and singing them and we knew all the words like I knew all his favorite songs he knew all my favorite songs and and then uh, so I was so bummed like after that night was over because I was like oh damn like you know I don't know when I'm gonna I don't know when I'm gonna see them again and that was such a fun hang and that was such an inspirational show to see and then uh, I got a call uh, I think it was like a couple of days later it was like come on the road with us as our opening band. And I was like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So then it just kind of grew from grew there. Grew from there. Yeah. yeah. So is there, was there a similar, uh, you know, sort of uh, connection with Dale Watson? I know you recorded at his studios in Austin. How do you know Dale and how did you get involved in the Ameripolitan Awards? For which you're nominated this year. Yeah, um, well I met Dale pretty much Pretty much as soon as I moved to Austin, um, it's funny because I did, I did an interview with someone not too not too long ago, like a couple of days ago, and, and they said if you could describe Dale Watson in in one word, what would you say? And and I said goals, like his his tour schedule is crazy, and we actually we share a booking agent um, now, and so like I'm I'm pretty familiar with you know, all of his dates and, and where he's going. And that's what I want to do. Like just the man, he's constantly working. And then, you know, when you add on top of that, that he's doing stuff like this, stuff like Ameripolitan, like that is all out of passion. And it's because he believes so much in offering up something different uh, from what is commercial country music um saying hey like here's here's a way that it could have gone other than you know what you typically hear on on commercial country radio and he's uh he's very much an idol of mine as as well and I love what he's doing and I'd like to do it someday absolutely I I feel like I can't wait to see the outcome you're nominated for best honky-tonk female was that a surprise? It was. It, it was a surprise. Um, just because, you know, I'm still fairly new to, to the scene. Um, so it was, it was a surprise, but uh, a, very pleasant, a very pleasant one. And also, 
you know, uh, and I think that most musicians uh, who have come together and, you know, most designers who have t come together uh, at this event uh, would say the same thing. And it's, you know, these, these things are amazing, but the award aspect of it is a little bit of an afterthought and the the best thing about it is that it's a coming together of artists and you get to see friends and you get to talk art and you know uh, celebrate what what everyone's done in the last little while and that's what it's really all about the the, the award part is Sharing a ideas. A, a bit yeah. of an afterthought. Yeah, mm -hmm. but absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's important. It's so important to get out and network and see other bands and, and meet people that you wouldn't have otherwise known. You have a tour coming up. I'm sure a lot of that's going to happen out on tour. It's a hefty tour. You've got folks like John Moreland and, and Jason Isbell yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Tell me about uh, that. that's coming up. I actually, I fly to Denver in the morning, so I'm not even going to get to be here for the, for the award oh. ceremony, which I'm really bummed about, but... Yeah, we do a we do a West Coast tour that starts in Denver and ends in ends in New Mexico in mid March, and then we've got a few weeks back in Austin, and then we're overseas for over two months. Oh, that's gonna be fun. That's great. It's always an adventure, mm -hmm. but I I just still I can't get used to the electrical outlets. But I know. Why must they be different? Why must the U.S. be different? I know. I don't know. But I mean, everywhere is different. Just like, can't we, like, with globalization, you would think that we would have been able to come up with one, one globalized outlet. Outlet. Yeah. We'd like to request one globalized outlet on behalf of myself and Whitney Rose. That would be lovely. Thank you, electricians of the world. Yeah. I hope they're watching tonight. I hope so too. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that difficult of a thing. It doesn't. I mean, I think if we put it out there enough, it's going to happen. I think I think that it's a you know a thing that we should really start fighting for. Like people are doing um, uh, GoFundMe accounts. Oh, good idea. GoFundMe. Look for our GoFundMe soon for one electrical outlet for all. Globalization, Globalization. within outlets. So you have your latest video coming out. It's a cover of Le of Leslie Gore's "You Don't Own Me." That's right. How did that come about? Well, I've been singing that song. Um, for as long as I can remember and so when I started doing shows and you know like which was after um obviously after I started writing my own music um I that was always a, a really important uh song that I that I like to include in in my live show because I obviously for my live show I, I do uh I do a lot of my own stuff but I also cover songs that you know, I think are brilliant or songs that I've always loved or I guess those two go hand in hand. And um, and so it it really, it struck me kind of funny um, when I started doing my own, when I started doing my own shows in 2013 or 14 or whatever. And uh, a lot of people would come up to me after the show and say, well, what CD has uh, You Don't Own Me on it? Or they, they didn't even know the name of it. Like They just described the song, and I knew what they were talking about. And they thought that it was a song that I had written, but but it hadn't made an album yet. Uh, an album yet. And so 
that blew my mind because it's such an important song, you know, and it's, it's from the mid 60s. And it was such an important message then. And it's still such an important message now, you know, you have, there's so much, there's so much stuff going on right now. And not only in, in the entertainment industry, but in the world, you know, it's, it's a, uh, speaking of yeah, globalization, like it's it's a global problem, and it it, it spans to every industry. Uh, women have put up with a lot of shit. Yeah, you know, and so uh, it just kind of happened that uh, I think it was November, and it was uh, this past November, so November 2017. Uh, that was the first that was the first time that i i had the time and everyone in my band was in town and mm -hmm. so we could go into the studio and 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 cut it uh and it it was such a coincidence but it was coinciding with you know me too and time's up and all of that stuff was happening at the same time and you know, it, it may appear to be opportunistic, but it's it's not. I've been doing this song for a long, long time, and I want more people to know the words, and I want more people to believe them. So I, I don't know if it's opportunistic or not, but I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's this uh, it's perfect timing, perhaps. It's yeah, one of those yeah, one of those things. And you, I think you're able to blend this lovely meld of this mid '60s throwback style uh yet being a modern woman you know and and talking about and singing about some of those issues that are that are important to you whether it be your own material or or a cover absolutely yeah. i yeah i'm no leslie gore but i <laughs> i mean it when i sing it that's for sure you sure do um and not to get too off topic but there is a your latest video that just came out there's a little buzz about it i'm reading about it all over the place <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us about that um, yeah, I wrote, I wrote a little song about anxiety. It's called Can't Stop Shaking. Can't Stop Shaking. And it's a, you know, it's seemingly, I guess, or ostensibly, I should say, um, a dancey song, but really it's, it's a song that I wrote about being anxious and, uh, how that can affect you physically. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's another thing that people are, I find, especially nowadays, I don't know if it's just the internet and, you know, we we have more access to people's problems and people are more open about their problems and, you know, willing to talk about them more. But uh, anxiety is, you know, definitely a thing. That, that part, that part is undeniable. So um, I, uh, it, it's funny because when I, when I wrote that song, quote unquote, it wasn't even really supposed to be a song, but uh, I was telling my producer, uh, I was telling Ra Raul about it, and you know, I was telling him, like sometimes, but like before a show, or before an interview, or before some, like before whatever, like whatever is ex expected of me to do, I get really anxious, and you know, it, it affects me physically, and sometimes I just, I shake, and it's uncontrollable, uncontrollable and it's, it's a really shitty feeling to not be able to control your body when your mind is so on and your body is failing you, you know, it's, 
it's just a really shitty feeling. And so um, I was telling him about this and, and he was saying, you know, what, what makes you feel anxious? And I started listing off all this stuff and, and then uh, he let me list things off for about a minute and then he said, okay, you just, you just wrote the song, so you finish That's it great. and then we'll, we'll go to the studio and, uh, or sorry, we'll go into the control room because we were in the studio. So go into the control room and then uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll record this in 20 minutes, but that's how long you have. And it's like, oh, okay. And, you know, it's, it's a simplistic song. The whole thing is, is one note. There's not even, like, there's literally not even one chord change. It, it's just shaky. Yeah. <laughs> shaky. And it, it goes actually with the, with, the, with the jacket, with the fringe. See, fashion and music, once again, coincide. Can't stop shaking. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney Rose, everyone look for Rule 62 out now. Thank you for so much for coming by, Whitney. It was thank so great to see much. you and in the fashion show. And good luck at the awards. Well, thank you. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.